0: Today, I am going to be sharing with you the four stages of becoming a hands-off CEO. So this is really an important thing to be discussing today because a lot of times when people hear the the term hands-off CEO, they think that this is just some um, CEO that's just sitting on the beach somewhere, lazy, not doing any any work at all. And you know what? At at some level of being a hands-off CEO, maybe part of your time looks like that. But there's actually four stages to getting to a point where you can have your business run completely 100% without you, like to to a point where, you know, you could sell it if you want to. Not all business owners, um, and we're, we're talking about service business owners specifically because the Hands Off CEO podcast is about scaling a custom service-based business. And um, that's very different than a manufacturing type of business or retail or, you know, any other type of business, um, because it just requires so much of you in your brain. But the thing is, is that there are actually four stages that you move through as you get to the pinnacle, um, which is stage four of being a hands-off CEO and, um, stage four isn't right for all entrepreneurs. And maybe it's, it's not right for, um, where you're at at the stage of your growth and, um, what your, your goals are. So this really is based on what your goals are. So I want to go through these four stages so that you can be looking at what it looks like and what you're experiencing in this stage. And then what is the thing that you need to do to advance out of, um, that stage. And in, um, later episodes, if this is a really popular episode, I'll I'll probably be going into the details of each one of those stages and, um, how to actually progress on to the next stage. And I work with clients at a number of these different stages um, of becoming a hands-off CEO. And sometimes it, it is correlative with like how much revenue they're bringing in, but more often than not, it actually doesn't have a lot to do with that. So, um, because I I see companies in the multiple six-figure range that are like at a level three. And then I see some companies in the multi-seven figure range that are like a level one or even a level zero. So I I don't want you to be thinking that that really is driven by uh, revenue because it really isn't what the takeaway here is too, is that I want you to see that no matter where your, your business is, you know, after about six figures, because, because really this, this does not apply earlier than that, because, it, because earlier than six figures, you're just figuring out how to grow. You're figuring out what, what clients want, what they're going to willing to pay for, how to talk to them about it, how to sell it. I mean, you're, there's, everything is in flux and um, you really have, Most of the time, more kind of like a freelance practice and haven't actually moved it into the the business stage. And one of those stages where a lot of people get stuck at actually is at around $250,000 a year for a service business. That is a place where resources are really tight and um, the model for your business actually needs to change a little bit for you to move past it. And this does correlate with these stages of growth to some extent, but really more from the perspective of how do you free yourself up? What are the steps that I need to do to free myself up to grow, to keep on advancing? So with that background, with that context, let's jump right into this the four stages. All right, stage one is where you as the CEO is 80% of the service delivery. So you're um, only doing about 20% of the actual service delivery. And stage two is where you're at... Um, you're out of about 95% of the service delivery and you have gotten out about half of the marketing. So you've you've delegated about half of your marketing. So that's stage two and stage three is when you're about 95% out of the service and you're about half of, half of um, the marketing tasks you're out of and half of the sales you're out of as well. And then stage four is where you're 95 to 100% out of um, service delivery out of marketing and out of sales just generally the operations in general. So let me just go through what each of those stages look like and again, this is not you getting to a stage 4 may never be the goal of your business. And in fact, my business the hands-off CEO, it is not the goal of my business to get to a stage 4 actually. I really enjoy the work that I'm doing in the business, so it's for me it's about optimizing what parts of it that I'm, am I doing and what parts of it are my team doing so I can stay out of the yuckies and really just be staying in my strength zone where I can keep on growing the company and just doing the important work in the world that's really going to make the biggest impact. And that's what being a hands-off CEO is all about, is about leveraging your time so that you can focus on the highest leverage skills that you have that's going to really make the world a better place and, and for you up to just have more freedom and, and fun with your family and, and uh, just do the things you've always wanted to do. So let's jump to stage one. So in stage one, your goal is to get 80% out of service delivery. So, um, and this is pretty difficult if the service actually came directly from you, right? So if this is all in your head, this is going to be a uh, a challenging thing. And one of, the, one of the biggest things that I see companies um, that, that holds them back from really putting this stage into their business is that the, the service is just too custom. And they are solving too many problems for too many people and in in too many different ways. So there's there's three different variables there that are just all over the place and when you're doing that then what happens is you're kind of running like a freelancer still um uh, where you're just you're you're solving all these different custom problems and and um it's a bit of a trap because you know that custom work provides a lot of value. You you get great results. And that's why clients buy from you. They're buying from you because of your brain, your skill set. So you're always being stuck in the project work. And um your role is um at the at, to get to a stage one, your role needs to be where you're streamlining the service delivery. You're breaking down what um is this the service product that we're offering. So What is the one client that we're solving the one painful, at least a six-figure problem for? And um, what is our customized solution for that? I didn't say custom. I said customized. And this is what is really going to allow you to, um, at this stage, focus just on the strategic side of it, which is about 20%, and then be able to delegate off 80% of the service delivery, which is really more of the the process-driven work. And when you can split those two up, um, you can be able to hire staff that does a great job for um, less than you thought it might've been. So you can really optimize your hiring budget. And it really allows you to free yourself up, free give yourself bandwidth to take on more clients because if you're just working on the, the strategic and you know that the rest can be delivered by your team, then wow, like it feels so good. You know you can be bringing on more customers. At this stage you're at 80%, you're probably still doing some of the project management, the account management, and um, that is kind of a monkey in the middle game, right? So to be able to advance from where you're playing monkey in the middle and you're, you have your hands and everything, and it's really easy to get drawn back into the projects um, more than just the 20% you want to be in because... You're, you're the one managing it. And it's really easy for you, when you have contact with the clients, to so you just like just go and do it right then because it seems faster than actually pulling in one of your team members to actually handle it. So, um, but in order to, to advance from stage one to a stage two, um, you need to get out of the project management. You need to get out of the account management role and um, you really need to be looking at what is this service product that we're offering, this program that offer we're offering and um, really building what I call a client success map around, you know, what are the stages that we do to get the client from step one, two, three, four, five, you know, what are we doing? How are we communicating that to a client so that um, we are, are solving a specific similar type of problem set for um, a typical client For us, And really being intentional about the direction and the type of clients you want to work with to grow. This doesn't necessarily mean at this stage that you're not going to work with any other clients, but it's just being intentional about these are the type of clients that we want to attract. These are the type of clients that we're going to be building our marketing messaging around and our outreach around. And when you do that, it's without much focus, you're really laying the foundation for you to be getting more hands off in the other stages. Because when you uh, have that level of clarity, it's so much easier to streamline your marketing and delegate it. It's so much easier to delegate out portions of your sales process, um, which really you should be doing before you go out and just hire um, a salesperson just to take over all of it. But really, when you have an outcome that you're selling that... um, it has a really big, beefy outcome that they are just salivating over. It's solving a particular problem for a particular type of client. It's so much easier to sell. And then we're, and and other episodes, we're going to go into exactly how to format that, how to craft that. Um, which which I'm I'm excited to talk about. But just um, for the, for the sake here for you to advance from stage one to stage two, this is where you need to get project management systems in place and um really be able to let go. Of um, the project management, the account management, and just that, just that the ongoing tracking of projects to make sure that and they are going off without a hitch, and that brings us to stage two, which is where you're 95 percent out of service delivery. So now that you've you've put in place, um, it's, it, it's, you've set the criteria for how projects need to be happening and um, what success looks like for each project, and really just um, handed that off to your team to be able to manage that. Now you could be 95% out of the service delivery. So maybe you're you're pulled in more for um for more strategic work, but you are still um you're able to now move more into the role of growing the company. And the growing the company is still very much dependent on you, but now that the service delivery is delegated, you can focus just on the growth and the direction you want to take your company, which is fantastic. So um you're doing at stage two, you're doing limited client strategy, and um, you're doing um, marketing, you're doing all of the sales. And um, what the marketing you're really doing is setting the strategy and, um, you know, doing your speaking, doing your, um, your outreach, whatever this is that you do to bring in new clients, you're doing more of it. And you're focusing on what is the lowest hanging fruit, where you can be squeezing as much money out of your business as soon as possible and um, then building a, a, a replicatable process as you're going. But um, the most important thing here is to be, when you're getting out of um, some of the marketing tasks, it's really just defining what are the, what are the, the things that we're going to be doing for marketing, and which parts of it do I need to do, which parts of it do I not need to do. And then you're delegating about half of it. And this is um, so powerful when it's done, because guess what? It's not even about You actually just delegating off your plate so you don't have to do it. But it's actually even more about being able to get to a lot of work that you did not have time to do before. Can you relate with that? Who here has had had the challenge of not being able to actually spend time marketing and doing sales and actually proactively reaching out to clients for and asking for referrals? All those things you know that will grow the company. You just don't have time to do it. This is really the opportunity for you to be um, pedal to the metal and and squeezing all the juice out of your business at this stage. So fun. So um, to advance to level to, to the stage three, what you need to do is to streamline your marketing and look at what's working and um, doing more of that. And um, having your team help you build um, a repeatable system around that so that it's just continuing to go and um, your, your um, marketing becomes more automated and more consistent, which means you're going to be having a consistent flow of ideal clients coming in, which is a fantastic place to get to in your business. If you don't have this, wow, please just like make this a high priority because it feels so good when this happens in your company. So um, that leads us to stage three. And stage three is where you are out of the service delivery. You're about half out of the marketing, and now you're going to get about half out of sales. So now you're going to be looking at what parts of the sales process can I be um, handing off? Um, what parts can can I do? I have to do what parts do they need to do? And now, depending on how high of a ticket the service that you provide is, um, is going to depend on how early this happens actually. Cause for some companies that have a lower ticket service, you might actually have sales. Um, you might be delegating out sales a whole lot earlier, but, um, typically the, the, um, bigger ticket service you're offering, the later it makes sense to delegate out the sales process because, um, it has, um, hiring salespeople is one of the most challenging roles to hire for. It's a completely different animal. Um, You know, Mitch Rousseau, a colleague and friend of mine, has put together a really great resource on how to hire salespeople. And what I'll do is I'll actually include that in the show notes. But um, hiring salespeople is a completely different animal, and um, it has a very high failure rate. So what you want to do at this stage is to really be looking at, you know, what have we done? What have we done in earlier stages to actually be setting the foundation of the business? To be to be setting the foundation of the service delivery and like who we're selling to and what is the promise and um be looking at like what parts of the sales process can I be delegating. Maybe it's um delegating out appointment setting, maybe it's screening through uh, um applications and all that. Those things can actually happen earlier in, in stages too. This is a generalization and it doesn't always happen exactly this way. But this is a trend that I have seen working with dozens of custom service-based businesses. And I'm just seeing this over and over again. And um it's just a general good way, to, good, good approach to get, get to. So, um, stage three, in order to, to, uh, progress to stage four, you are delegating out, um, a good chunk of your sales and you've already delegated out your marketing. You can continue delegate out, de- delegating out the marketing as well. But, um, the next stage really is, um, where you are 95 to 100% out of the, the service delivery out of the marketing, out of the sales, you are completely, um, in the CEO role. Now, um, I want to add, too, that every every one of these stages, stage one, two, three, four, of being a hands-off CEO requires your main job as the CEO is to provide the what and the why, and your team provides the how. But earlier on in the stages, you're providing a lot more of the how. So as you are progressing in the stages, you're you are doing less and less of the how. And you're delegating that off to your team, and when you're really clear on what what on the what and the why of um, your business, then it um, allows your team to have a lot of clarity on how they can support you. So level four is just like is like the pinnacle of a, a service business that has tons of freedom. Now you can have a lot of freedom in the earlier stages too. But the reason why I say stage four is a pinnacle, which a lot of companies will never get to, or maybe they won't get to it for 20 years, 30 years until until they're really closer to retirement age. But um, this is really possible if you have streamlined your business in the earlier stages, but you can't just jump to that. And this is what happens a lot of times um, with companies that are, are trying to go out and sell their company. And, um, you know, you, you need at least a good few years to prepare your company to be able to sell. But a lot of people will jump in there and say, well, I want to sell my company the, like right now. So I have like a year now to prepare. And that's just not enough time. And, um, you know, the, the, I, I was able to help one company that had a lot of that that um, had a very service focused company be able to um, get whipped into shape. We, get, we got $10,000 extra profit every month. And we got this this business really humming along and um, moving from stage one, stage two, stage three. Um, he was kind of he was probably at a stage one when we met, um, but a lot of the things in these early in these these later stages, like stage two and stage three, he just wasn't doing it all. And um, we were able to to get things moving along for him and standardized in a way where he was actually able to sell the company in about it's like it's like two and a half years something like that so that was much sooner than he thought it was going to be able to um, to, to sell the company for so much more money than he actually thought was possible and I, I can't disclose that because it's private information but um when you follow this system it actually has the gives you the ability to be able to to passively run this company so that's actually the most the, the most lucrative option is to, to be collecting the profits um, as more of the uh, chairman investor role. And, um, that is, that is a really great place to be for a lot of people who retire, because you might not want to just completely let go of this because like as an entrepreneur, you're used to just being busy every day. You're used to having a lot of things, um, you're responsible for and impacting people and helping people and, and coaching your team. And that's just not, um, If if all of that goes away, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with all your time? And maybe you have some really great great plans and it it makes sense to sell your business and go off and do something else. Maybe you want to start another business. Maybe you have some charitable projects you want to do, or maybe you just want to spend the time with your wife. That's cool too. But um, really at this stage, you want to have a plan for your, your exit. What is your exit? And the exit might just be that you are working from your home office virtually you know, 10 hours a week or something, or five hours a week, whatever that looks like to you, but you can really create that. And, um, at this stage, this stage four, your role is just strategy. It's just the direction for where the business is at. And this is really fun too, because this is the, this is the thinking time where, you know, you, maybe you're, um, going on walks on the beach and, Thinking through the strategy of your business and, uh, you know, maybe you've experienced this when you're on vacation that sometimes the very best ideas for growing your company come in that space where there is, there's quiet and it's, it's calm and it's just, it's just an open space where just things like where there's just so much inspiration there. The other thing that's happening at this stage too, and, and I neglected to mention this earlier in stage three. But around stage three is um, where you are starting to develop an operator for your business. So that might look like an operations manager um, and and might look like a general manager, um, maybe even putting in place a CEO if your company is larger and it just makes sense to do that if you really want it to be passive. That's like your management level. And then... Earlier on in stage one, you're going to be putting in place like the, the manager that I was mentioning, like a project manager or um, account manager. Just And depending on how large your company is, how many employees you have, it's going to determine the actual role that these um, jobs entail. So um, some of them, as you grow, the job roles will become more specialized. So anyway, this is the four stages of hands-off growth. Um, this is specifically for service-based businesses. I have this graphic that I have put on the show notes. And um, you, you can go directly to handsoffceo.com forward slash four stages, the number four. Um, and then it will actually take you to this um, the show notes and the graphic that's right there. Um, and it's, it's a little easier to, to actually conceptualize when you're just like looking at the graphic, especially if you're a more visual person like me. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed our episode on the four stages of hands-off growth. If you enjoyed this, please do us a favor, help us get the the word out about this important message that we're sharing with the world around um, hands-off growth. And um, it's really important to me that service business owners know that there's an alternative way to grow the company, that you truly can have a service-based business be able to give you more freedom and actually run without you to whatever extent that looks. This is Mandy Ellefson from Hands Off CEO Podcast signing off. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Hands Off CEO with Mandy Ellefson. If you want to work less and make more, make sure you subscribe and get a new episode every week and help spread the word by leaving a review.